with my co-host Rebecca here at What's the Bible Say, where we look at life's questions through the lens of scripture and we answer three questions. What's the Bible say? Why does it matter? And how do we live that out in real life? So have you ever come to the end of a year and you thought, wow, that went by so fast. I didn't even get half of the things done that I had planned on doing. Well, we're getting ready to enter into a brand new year. We're going to wave goodbye to the last year, tippy-toe into the new year. And if you're like <laughs> me, there's three things that you do. And that's one, you kind of like reflect on where you've been, you know, yeah. what's happened this past year, the mistakes that I've made or the victories that I've had or the things that I wanted to do, but didn't do, uh, maybe mm -hmm. even some failures. Mm -hmm. And then two, I kind of ponder and plan and pray about mm -hmm. what the next year is going to be look, you know, be like, what it's going to look like. I dream about, you know, what all that's going to be. And then number three, I immediately start feeling very overwhelmed because I think about <laughs> sure. what it's going to take to kind of get from where I am to be where I want to be mm. at the end of the year. And yeah. so today we are going to, to hopefully help you make 2024 the year that your plans or your resolutions, whatever you want to call them, become your reality. Mm. And we're going to do so by sharing four very practical ideas that we hope that you'll embrace for this coming new year and to help you embrace it with a confidence and a courage and an intentionality that will help 24 of 2024 be the best it can be. So let's get right into it. Number one is to prayerfully pick a word or a verse for the year. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then Colossians 4, 17 says, See that you fulfill the ministry that I have received in the Lord. So let me just tell a personal story here because it's not it's not wrong if you don't pick a word for the year. It's not like a sin or something like that. But I just know for me, it has really helped me. I've probably been doing this probably for the last five or six years, and it's made a big difference in my life. And that's what we want to do. We want to be helpful. Right. We're not giving you like legalistic rules of do's yes. and don'ts, but we're doing things that can help you. Yes, absolutely. So I, when I start thinking about my word for the year, which is actually really fun, um, I, I think about four questions that I talk to God about two where questions and two what questions. And they are, God, where am I? Like, where am I in my life and my walk with you? And then where do you want to take me this year? And then the two what questions are, what do I need to pay more attention to? Mm -hmm. And in what ways do I need to grow? And so as I ruminate on those things and I listen to the Holy Spirit and just ask him to show me, then I eventually choose a word that really helps me focus. Mm -hmm. And um, a couple things I do, because it's easy in the beginning of the year, because you're like super excited about it, but you know how it is like about January 10th, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything goes out the window. But a couple things I do to help me focus for the whole year is I have a separate, I have a page on Facebook for my writing, and it's called Bench the Book. And so on Bench the Books page, I make my word for the year the header. So every time I go to that page, I'm always reminded of what it is. And the second thing is, uh, one of my really good friends, every every year she buys me, um, hint, hint, <laughs> she buys me a bracelet made from the, um, fair the, trade. the, the fair trade, yeah. yes, the fair trade um, people. 
and it has my my word for the year on it and i just love it it's really cute and plus i feel good because we're helping people that are trying to get out of slavery and so those are two ways that i help remind myself of my word for the year but here's the beauty of the whole program to me so in this crazy world we get so distracted Mm -hmm. and so a word for the year really helps me center on something that I know I've already talked to God about. And it's kind of like, um, for you ocean people, it's kind of like the, your beach chair. You know, mm-hmm. like if, you, if you've been in the, in the South and you play in the ocean or, you know, come visit or whatever, you know how easily you can, you're playing along and you, you look up and you like have no idea where you are because the, the tide, like the current of the world has swept you down stream and so you look up and what's the first thing you do you look for your beach chair because Mm -hmm. it helps to center you and go oh i've got to get back to that point and that's like what the word of the year does for me it helps bring me back to what i'm really trying to focus on and it's interesting because once i get that word right it helps me with all the other areas of life as well yeah yeah i that is a very good illustration about the beach chair because i'm a beach girl and i love the beach and my problem is, is I'm, I, I take my little chair out there and I sit there and I don't necessarily get in the water, but I start wandering down the beach, you know, take <laughs> yes. a little walk down the beach or whatever. <laughs> you ever done that? Yeah. And then you, you, you don't even realize how far you've gotten away. Mm-hmm. And so you look back and you, you're like, okay, I got to get back to the chair. And if I didn't have the chair there to kind of, like you said, center me, let me know where I'm supposed to be, yeah. then I could just end up wandering back and forth up and down the beach, right. not knowing, you know, just totally misdirected. So I love that. So so how do we live this out in real life? There are so many online resources available with lists of ideas mm-hmm. about picking your one word or your one verse. And there's, there's even verses that go along with them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tools and resources online. So I have a couple places that I looked up online that are possible go-tos for you to help you. Uh, one is called thehopetable.com. The other is the proverbialhomemaker.com. And we're going to have links for everything on our episode notes. And so, you know, look for those. But they, those are two great ones. And so, uh, but I love the beach chair <laughs> because yes. that's so real. It just takes you back to where you need yeah. to be. So number one, if you um, are looking for an idea, Try number one, try to find a word for the year. So what's another one, Stephanie? Well, wait a minute, because before you say I just want you to know this, just us talking about this has really made me think. I'm like, Lord, should I be, should I have a, a word this year? Mm-hmm. I've had one a few times, not like you have, but like a few years on and off. But this year now, it's been kind of on the you know front mm-hmm. burner of my heart. Maybe I need to have a word. So <laughs> I'm going to be praying and asking Jesus, your four questions. Yeah. Your two what? Uh, two right. where's, two what? Right. Okay. Number two, let's make a plan to get in the word every day. It, 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 we're always saying, get in the word, Absolutely. get in the word, get in the word. I mean, this is what's the Bible say. The second Timothy, scripture tells us that in second Timothy 316, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, mm-hmm. instruction, righteousness, which we all need. Every single day. And then it goes on to say that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we're equipped by getting in the word of God. We're corrected. We're, we're instructed by getting in the word of God. And we need to do it every day. Yes, I, I want to be equipped. Yeah, and it's God's word that does that for us. Mm-hmm. 2 Timothy 3, uh, excuse me, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself mm-hmm. approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So 
doing the word, getting the word, getting the word, but it's a daily thing. And it matters because maybe you've heard the saying before, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. That's a good and one. It, it is. And it reminds me of um, when I was a young Christian, I read a book and it was, was a really good, it was spiritual disciplines. Mm. Now the word discipline isn't a, the favorite word or the favorite topic. Mm. It's not preached from pulpit to a whole lot, but we need spiritual disciplines in yes. our lives. And this book covered like like Bible reading and prayer and serving, scripture memorization, journaling, like a whole, mm. a whole lot of good good things we should be doing, disciplines we need to set in our lives. And if we're going to get into the Word daily, then we're going to need a plan to do so. Mm, that's good. So um, I think about routines. When we lived on the mission field, we kind of got off of routine. And here you thinking missionaries are, you know, on the field, they're going to be in the Word every day. Well, we had like a million things to do and mm trying to figure out where we were and a lot of like, you know, upheavals in our lives. And I so I could see how that would be easy to let slip. It was. Well, routine got got kind of put on the wayside. And so it it was a struggle for me to be in the word daily. And I miss mm-hmm. days here and there, but I'm just saying it I had to fight for that routine. Right. It's not something it, it's not something I could just like let happen. Yeah. And so um routines help us stay on course. We so we need to schedule a time and a place to regularly spend time in the Word and in prayer, and we need a backup plan. Mm, that's a good point. Because like like the mission field or like every day and you, you get up and your kid's sick or you've got a doctor's appointment or, you know, something is always popping up. Always. So real life doesn't work like that. You know, it doesn't always work out like we plan. Sometimes it throws us a curveball. Sometimes we need to get back on track and we need a plan B. And if you don't have a plan and you don't have a plan B, your days turn into weeks. Your weeks turn into months. Your months turn up into years, and you end up at the end of the year thinking about all the things you could have or should have done, so that it would have ended differently than it did. And mm. you know, yeah, that's really good. So I don't want to live like that. So how can we live this out in real life and make this a reality for us? What are some ways we can do that? Okay, I think we need to look at our schedule realistically mm-hmm. because all of us have different place we're in different places in our lives some some are caring for elderly parents some are some have newborn babies some have a career or school or you know they're just caught up in a lot of different right. areas of their lives and so we need to have a dedicated time that we spend in the word of god i think i think a um, pastor back in the day said you need to make an appointment with the lord like you're making a doctor's appointment or something like that and you don't break it you make an appointment so with good. the lord right that's so true and you know I love this quote, and I, I think I actually made it up myself. I don't know where it came from, but it's this, and it helps me a lot. There's always enough time to do God's will. Yeah. And there, there's always enough time to do God's will, because he would never ask us to do something that he didn't uh, provide the time for us to do it. So here, here is just something. I, I'm very thankful I don't even exactly know how this happened, but when I was in fifth grade, I started reading my Bible every day. And I can remember as a young preteen, just telling myself, I will not go to sleep until I've read something. Now, some days I could read more and some days less, Mm -hmm. but, and even, even today, I, I try never to go to sleep without reading something. And sometimes it feels like so stupid because I'm so sleepy. I can't even hardly keep my eyes Mm -hmm. open, but I'm telling you. Those, believe it or not, some of those times have been, the they're simple, but like God will show me something really powerful. Yeah. I can think of specifically of this one particular time. So that is one thing. And you know what? You can ask God to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about that. 
No, and that that's so good. I was thinking of something a friend of something simple like like you know to be disciplined about it or be scheduled about it. But a friend of mine said, "I'm not going to eat until I eat from the Word of God." Mm. Or well, another that friend would certainly put it. That would put, put like, some urgency. Yeah, in it. <laughs> some urgency in it. Um, the other friend said, "I don't want to get on Facebook until I've sought the face of God mm. in His Word and in prayer." And oh, I so. Love that. You know, there's different things we can set in our lives like that. Um, one of the things that, that I thought of that when you were talking, Rebecca, is that um, when my kids were small and I would want to, you know, spend time in the Word, it was it just seemed really hard yes. because a lot vying for my attention. And so I had to get up early and get my husband's stuff ready for him to send him off to work. And I had the kids to get ready for school and all that. And we homeschooled. Um, and so there was a lot to prepare for that. Mm. And I thought, you know, I want to spend time with the Lord. And for a while I was like, well, I don't have time. But it's what you said, Rebecca. It's like, we always have time to do the will of God. And the Lord kind of showed me that, not in those words, but mm. but said, you you do have time. You need to make time. And so I I started um, thinking, well, I, I can get up earlier. And that, I thought, well, that's a lot, you know, to put on me because <laughs> yeah. I already was feeling like it was early enough. I think I was getting up at like 6 or 30 or whatever, 6 o'clock. But if I got up earlier, then that meant the night before I needed to go to bed earlier. Mm. And so we always have time, but it's what, how are we shifting our time? Right. You know, are we putting yeah. it in line with God's word? So that's really good. And then two would be create a plan B um, for when life doesn't work out. Yeah. And routines get shifted. And what I mean by that is um, maybe put a Bible in your car. Cause oh, that's a wonderful idea. We're always on the go, right? Yeah. So put a Bible in your car. Also put a journal in there maybe for you to put your you know prayer notes down or whatever <clears throat> that you're praying about. But mm. have that. And then I'd say as a last resort for your plan B would be to use your phone to read the Bible from. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say, I know it's popular, but the reason I say to put it as a last resort is because phones are great, but... There are also so many distractions when you pick up that phone, yeah. like a lot of, you know, pop-ups that come up or, you know, the notifications that you get or the bells that go off. And it's like, okay, I just need the word. As I'm saying all of that, I just popped into my brain um, something Charles Stanley said years ago. One of the things that you need to do is um, when you go into your prayer closet and you get along with the Lord, take a notebook with you and... And that way, those things, you know, how you're, you're in the word, you're praying or whatever. And, and all of a sudden you think of, oh, I've got to take care of this. Oh, yes. I need to do that. And a million things start, you know, running mm -hmm. through your mind of the to-do list. And so he said, let's just write it down so you don't have to worry about that thing. It's not muddling over That's in your mind over and over so again. so good. Yes. And I've actually done that before. And it does help. It is. Because otherwise you're like, you, you can't. You keep fixating on it. You can't let it go. Yeah. But if you can write it on that paper, I, that's that's a great. I'm glad you brought that it up. Does. It, it helps does. You. It let does it go, really help. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> um, and then third would be get a Bible study partner or partners. Mm. If you think that that would help, you be more diligent. But also, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's actually good. Right. To have somebody, you know, that right. that's hey, what are you reading in scripture yeah. today? Let's let's do walk through this together. Let's yeah. walk through the word together and have somebody that this is oh man, God's showed me this or showed me that and that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just so inspiring. And so and there are a lot of reading plans out there, a lot of mm -hmm. Bible reading plans, apps, podcasts that can help you get into the world word daily. So how you apply it to your life, just do those things. But here's some here's some ideas for you for podcasts and websites and, and reading plans. One of my go-to girls when it comes to Bible study resources is Kathy Howard. Mm -hmm. I love her. Kathy Howard's website. Um, she has a Bible reading plan 
She also has a Facebook group called mm -hmm. Reading the Bible Together. You can go on there, and they kind of interact. Uh, oh, every neat. day, she puts, like, kind of what the reading was about and then some questions to ponder, and everybody oh, kind of awesome. interacts. It's really a great group. They're not reading, like, through the Bible. They have certain books of the Bible they're reading at a time, but that's really a good place to go. Also, Bible Recap bod uh, Podcast. Oh, I love that one, yes. That's a really good one. How long are they? They're not very they're, long. They're, like, five, seven Yeah, minutes. five, seven months. And what it is is they walk they walk with you through the Bible. You have a certain thing to read, certain amount to read, and then they talk about it. And yeah. it's, it's really good. It is. Um, Trish Goyer's read. Uh, she has a read through the Bible together podcast, and they're going through mm. the Bible chronologically, which oh, is pretty cool. I have not done that. I want to do that. Okay, soon. we did that. It's really exciting to go through it chronologically. Yeah. It's different. Um, but they also, if you go on their website, have a printable version. That you can oh, download nice. that reading program or, or plan. And then BibleGateway.com is a go-to place for all things Bible, for sure. They have a great yes. variety of mm. reading plans available to you. Mm. And we're going to have all of these links on the episode notes. So, yeah. Well, and here's a novel idea. How about you just start at the beginning and go to get to the end? Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get to the end, go back to the start of the beginning. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I've tried different Bible study plans. And I'm not knocking them at all. But for me... I just prefer just to start at the beginning and go to the end. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've read the Bible through. Sometimes I read chunks at a time. And sometimes yeah. there have been years where I just felt like I couldn't take all of that. I And I would just read until God really touched my heart. And then I'd stop for the day. And so that's another idea. It's very simple. No, that, and that's, <laughs> that's probably not what confusing I, at all. No, that's very good. And that's exactly what I do is I just read it. And for a while I would specify I'm going to read three chapters a day or I'm going to read five chapters a day or I'm going to read whatever and now I just kind of keep reading until I'm done and kind of walk through the Bible that way you know but yeah that's a great novel idea it's very simple <laughs> you just need a bookmark it's all you need for that one so we've so, talked about the word for the day we've talked about get in the word mm -hmm. and not the word for the day the word for the year oh goodness yes. I messed that one up didn't I <laughs> Um, the word for the year, the get in the word, and then three, make healthy choices. Oh, yeah. That's uh, really that's a, good. I know. It's good and hard. But the Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, <laughs> verse 23, um, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own. You were bought with the price. So glorify God in your body. Yes. And I just want to say, this has really impressed me in the last few weeks or months, actually, that um, like Romans 12, it says that we're supposed to present our bodies mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice. God absolutely cares about your body and what you do to it. And, you know, I'm sad that we don't preach that enough, yeah. that we don't acknowledge that our bodies need rest. Yeah. It's okay to take a rest. It's okay to spend focused time taking care of your body. So I, I think that is a great point that we should make healthy choices because God does care. He does care. And you know, we were created in the image of God. God is a, a trinity, the, the mm -hmm. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he created us to be a tripartite, which is we were created body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And and so when we 
we look at the fact that God created us, body, soul, and spirit, it is something we need to be taken care of. Yeah. So why does all of this matter? Well, I think in order for us to make 2024 the best possible year that we can, we have to be intentional about it. We need to focus on the all three areas of our lives, mm-hmm. our body, our soul, and our spirit. You know, we talked about getting in the word. That's that's the spirit. But we've got our body and our soul that we need to, to work on and take care of as well. And um, our bodies, you know, we can't fulfill the ministries God's called us to. That's right. If, if our bodies aren't healthy. My husband and I have a thing. You know, we're older now. Um, I'm 61. He's 69. And we started working out a few years back. And I, for years I've been saying, I'm going to work out and, you know, make healthier <laughs> choices about what we eat. And we've, we've always kind of ate kind of healthy but not real healthy. Um, And so we decided about a year and a half ago, listen, if we're going to do it, we better do it now. And we need to take care of ourselves physically because both of us have this prayer. Lord, we want to go out in fifth gear. (laughs) You know, we want to be healthy and in fifth gear till the end. So yeah, so our bodies, our souls, our Mm -hmm. souls too, we need to take care. Which our souls are our mind, our soul, and our, no, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Yeah, yeah. And so we need to guard our minds because that's the center of who we are. You know, all of our emotions spring from our hearts and our minds. And so we we need to be careful to guard our minds because ultimately our minds control our will and our emotions. And then finally, our spirits. And we already mentioned that, you know, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. But, you know, our spirits, the part that worships God. Yeah, which, you know, makes me think of the verse in John 4, um, 24. It says they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. And so we need to feed our spirits. We need to nurture mm-hmm. our spirits. And we do that by spending time in the word and in prayer. And, and it always kind of bottom lines to get back in the word, get back to spending time in prayer. Because yeah. when you're in the word, we have to remember the, the word of God is the only offensive weapon mm. that we have that prepares us to face every single day. That's so good. Yeah, so we, we need to word, be in the Word. That should be repeated again. It's the only offensive weapon we have. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have it, then we're in bad shape. And we're anemic Christians. Yeah. And we're, we're wimpy Christians. That's you right. know? I did a, I did a No wimpy Christian. Yeah, yeah, I did a post one time. <laughs> I did like a series, No Wimpy Chicks. You know? <laughs> no cute. wimpy Bible chicks. Because if we're not in the Word, we're not. Yeah. We're so these are all great things. So how are we going to really do this? How are we going to live it out in real life? Okay, so it goes back to choices. Mm-hmm. We said that word a lot on a lot of episodes, but it goes back yeah. to, you know, choices about our physical health. And again, there's a lot of different ideas and things to help you, but it bottom lines to healthy choices about what we eat and healthy choices about exercising. And, and you know, you and I have talked about this, Rebecca. I, I look at our, our world and our lives. We can't control a lot. We can't mm-hmm. control what's going on, but I can control whether or not I get up and exercise at some point in the day. Mm-hmm. And I can control what I put in my mouth. Yeah, that's good. And I want to add a third thing to that is rest. Mm-hmm. I, I am a firm believer in the Sabbath rest. If you have never tried Sabbath, I highly encourage you to do it. But um, there's a book, some of you probably heard of it, um, Atomic Habits. Habits, And it suggests, this is a super great question to ask yourself when you're talking about health. And it says, what would a healthy person do? 
Mm, If you just ask yourself, I I did this, I don't like this question, actually. I, um, we were getting ready for this podcast. And so just last night, I was hungry. And I thought, Oh, there's some cookies. I'm like, No, Rebecca, what would a healthy person do? And I chose the carrots instead. But it's a great question to ask. That's a really good question to ask. Mm -hmm. I have never ever thought of that before. But that's a very good question. I'm not going to like that question when I'm standing in the line at Chick-fil-A and I want the um, milkshake. But yeah, that's a great question. Oh my goodness. So, and then to guard your heart and mind, out of it flows the issues of life. And and when being in the word and prayer is an important part of that, (laughs) um, choosing what you think on, what you're not going to think about, that has a lot to do with your emotional health, what you you choose to think on, um, and your mental health. And then being part of a local church, being connected in community um, with a body of believers who encourage you biblically. Yeah. Which, know? by the way, we're going to be doing, that's our next podcast. So that is stay tuned for that. Yeah. That's some interesting things for you to think about on that yeah. podcast. Glad you thought about that because, yeah, it's very, it's going to be, it was good. <laughs> and having that iron that sharpens iron kind of friend. Um, yeah. Rebecca's that to me, big time. Ditto. Ditto right here. <laughs> yeah. We're blessed because I know you have other friends that are iron sharp and iron kind of friend. I do too. And if you if you don't, ask the Lord to give you a friend like that yeah. because we all need somebody who will not only say what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Yeah. And you know what? I, I just want to pray right now. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Lord Jesus, I, I pray for those that are listening right now that mm-hmm. really desire, they want that. Yes. And Lord, it's a good thing. And I just pray that somehow father that you would give them a friend that would be that iron that sharpens iron for them and we praise you for it lord in advance in your strong name i pray amen yes lord amen amen Amen. so i guess the final thing the fourth thing is be faithful be committed be dedicated and be the D word nobody likes disciplined be (laughs) disciplined like i said that book if you haven't ever read the uh, spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. It's a great, great book to read. But mm-hmm. the Bible tells us in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in well-doing for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Yes. And, you know, I just want to say something kind of thinking about healthy yeah. choices or whatever, that remember that the goal is different from the results. Mm. So the goal is you may think your goal is losing weight, but that's actually the result of mm-hmm. your goal. The goal is to choose to eat healthy wow. or to exercise. And Good then point. eventually the result will come with the weight loss or being in better shape. So when you eat healthy, every time, like when I ate those carrots instead of the cookie, it was a win. Yeah. And so that that is very helpful and motivating. So don't get confused between the goal and the results. Oh, that's very so, good advice. And hopefully you won't be weary in it. Right. And, and that's a, that's so practical, you know, just think about, oh my goodness, I love that. Um, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Mm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that the labor, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's my husband's, one of his life verses is be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so we have to be disciplined if we're going to be steadfast. That means we can't let changing tides or changing circumstances alter our our dedication to be focused and and disciplined in life. And let me just say this, too. I mean, we know we're not going to do it perfectly every time. We're going to fail. Yeah. And But when we do, let's not let it derail us. 
we'll just start again. And it's great because his mercies are new. Every mm-hmm. morning they're yeah. new. And so, yes, when we fail, don't let it take you down. Just start again. No, that's good. A righteous man yeah. falls, what is it, seven times? Yep. But it gets back up. That's right. So, yeah. That's so, why why does all of this matter? Why are we going to be all of these things? Well, we we can make plans, but if we aren't faithful to do them, mm-hmm. um, they become nothing more than wishful thinking, and we end up year <laughs> after year after year with regrets. And um, years ago, the Lord just showed me, you know, a vision without action is really just an a hallucination. <laughs> oh, that is good. I mean, you're just dreaming it up. It That's sounds right. great, but I'm not doing nothing about it. And yeah. so, yeah. So how how are how are we going to do this? Because I don't want to live a hallucination. I want to live in reality where I'm actually doing what I said I was going to do. How? Yeah. So one of the things I'm a fan of, I don't always do it consistently, but when I really want to get a grip on my life is mm-hmm. is I create a time block schedule, okay. which means like I give like maybe I wake up in the morning and I've set aside an hour to spend with the Lord. Maybe you don't have an hour. Maybe you've got 30 minutes, but you, you've set that aside. And then you've got, you know, an hour and a half to, to take care of whatever it is next. And in, you know, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to take care of that next. And so you allot your time. And when you mm-hmm. do that, whatever you're doing at the moment, when that time's up, you break off and you mm-hmm. go to the next thing because you, you've got to accomplish Stay other things too. Otherwise, those things don't get tended to. So be realistic about that, though. You know, you've got to create your own schedule for you. Yeah. And you know what? Don't lie to yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. you got to be honest. Right. I'm going to run five miles five days a week. No, you're not. (laughs) I'm not anyway. I'm not. (laughs) And so you you have to be realistic and say, you know, what am am I really going to do? So that's a key part right there. Don't set yourself up for failure. Right. Oh, that's good because... That's easy to do. Right. So number two, list your priorities. And remember, those are your priorities. Those are kind of like the filter for, through which you make your plans. Right. Through your priorities. Which leads us perfectly into number three, which is it's vital to learn how to say no. Yes. And again, there's always enough time to do God's will. So if you're feeling like you're not having enough time, maybe you've said yes to some things you weren't supposed to. And, you know, again... Because I've experienced this myself, I encourage you, if you have trouble mm-hmm. saying no, ask yourself why. Why do I have so much trouble saying no when I know I shouldn't be doing it? Because that may lead you to some actually deeper issues, which I'm saying this because it's been me. So it's vital that we learn how to say no. It is. It's very important. And it's hard because you want to, you want to be all things to all people, but you can't. Right. So you have to filter it through your priorities and What's most important? And there's one thing that I didn't mention that I don't want to forget, and that is to, as as we're evaluating where we've been and what we want to accomplish for the Lord and how we want to serve Him, let's not forget to do what we're called to do, and that's to reach Mm. people for Christ. Mm. I know people who have set goals like, Lord, help me reach 100 people for Christ this year, or you know, 20 people for Christ this year, or 10 people for Christ, or whatever it is. But this is an area that I think we tend to forget about, and That's if right. we don't keep it on the front I'm, burner I'm of our hearts, like we won't, we won't do it. We'll just forget about it. And like when I go to the grocery store, sometimes I'm all in, and I'm like, Lord, please help me, you know, run across someone and and share the gospel with them, or just ask them like, how can I pray for you? Whatever it is, have a gospel mm-hmm. conversation with them. And um, other times I can go and my big deal is I'm, I'm in and out. I got to get there. I got to get done. I got to get out. 
And so I'm very guilty of that. But part of making 2024 is going to be what it needs to be. It needs to include fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, we're called to two things, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And so keeping um, the main thing, the main thing. Priorities, back to priorities. Right. Yeah. So we do that by um, every day. Ask the Lord, Lord, send somebody my way and help me actually pay attention and notice that you yeah. sent somebody <laughs> my way that I can share the gospel with. Um, practice sharing your testimony because sometimes mm-hmm. you have, you know, 20 minutes, sometimes you have two, sometimes you have like less. So practice what that would look like in real life when you share your testimony with somebody, mm-hmm. your, your whatever, your one minute version, your two minute version, your five minute version. Be prepared to share the gospel, to share your testimony, then memorize the Romans Road. Mm-hmm. Now, That's I know so there's good. variations of the Romans Road. Um, I have like one that kind of more concise that I try to use for those times when you don't have a long time. And that will be on our website as a resource. So we'll do that. Have tracks. Have tracks available. Mm -hmm. Have them tucked in your purse or whatever. Um, One of the things that's fun to do is have a friend and do like a track list. Oh, cool. Yeah, go go like, okay, we're going to hand out 25 tracks today and, mm-hmm. and go to a mall or go to, you know, a big store or wherever you're going to go that day and go to a hospital, in front mm-hmm. of a hospital and, and hand them out. People are going in, they're, oh, they're wow. hurting. Go, go wherever you can, go to a restaurant yeah. and stand out in front. Hey, well, I've got some good news for you. Hand <laughs> them out, you know. So take a friend on a track list and then make a list of your family and your friends who you want to see come to mm-hmm. know Christ. And and ask the Lord, Lord, open up a door that I can share the gospel with them. First, prepare their hearts to be ready, mm. and then open up that door, and then open up my mouth. Help me pay attention to know mm. this is it. This is that time, because I don't know about That's you, good. but I've missed a lot of gospel conversation opportunities that God's put right in my face mm. and got past it and went, oh, man, I'm sorry, Lord, I missed that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really good. All of these good ideas. And as we close this New Year's episode, we wanted to give you these four ideas. Choose a word for the year, make a plan to get in the word, make healthy choices, and then be faithful and dedicated to them. We wanted to share these ideas with you because we so desire for you and for us that we would become everything that God meant for us to be. So here's our challenge. My pastor says this a lot, and I I appreciate it so much. He says, whatever you plan to do for God someday, you need to do now, today. Mm, wow. And That's so good. these verses come to my mind when he says that. What is your life? It's even as a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. James 4, 14. And then Psalm 90, 12. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So, of course, we don't know what this year is going to hold. But we do know that we sure want to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be encouraged today. No matter where you are, no matter where you've been, you can choose right now to go forward towards God's heart. And maybe these ideas can help you so that one day when we stand before God, we can hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up something I wanted to kind of go back to, Rebecca, where you said, um, be all you were created to be or you were meant mm-hmm. to be. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Catherine of Siena, who said, be all God created you to be, and you will set the world on fire. And it's hard to be all hmm. you were created to be if you don't, if you're not intentional about it. That's if if so you cool. don't make those choices, of, if those are just four areas that, you know, right. hopefully will help you. But be all God created you to be, and you'll set your world on fire. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this or you appreciated it or you can think of a friend who it might help, please, by all means, share it and subscribe to our channels. Um, you can find us on whatsthebiblesay.org on our website. You can find all of our links where you can hear the podcast and see it on YouTube and all of those things. And if you don't, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, that would be so helpful mm -hmm. to us. Um, but until next time, I want to leave you with this quote from an author who is unknown. And it says this, although no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Oh, I like that. His mercies are new every morning. Happy, Happy New, new year, year, everyone.